Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. All right, welcome everybody to the June happy hour episode of X-Files. Summer is here and we are just ready to party and ready to talk shit and drink and yeah, yeah, provide a little bit of entertainment. Yeah, it's cocktail summer, so of course we have a guest. Um, We've got a unrelated things, but we're going for it. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast, Brett McGinn of love fucking sucks um which is just such like other than the fact that we previously discussed that the movie we're going to discuss is your favorite movie love fucking sucks and insert the movie title here i don't know how how long we're gonna keep this mysterious because people have seen the the podcast okay so love fucking sucks (laughs) and 500 days of summer is is I feel like it's fitting. I know. Um, I hadn't thought of that, but it totally is. Yeah. Oh yeah. That definitely. fits so well. Yeah. Brett, is this your favorite movie? Yeah, of all time. Yeah. Um, Are you serious? And I think yeah. Okay. I think it's because I uh I relate to one of the characters so much. Ooh, Ooh save it. I want to guess. I want to guess. Yeah. Yeah, because I also have a long history with this movie as well. Um, I have watched it at least ten times. I mean, starting right when it like came out, um, but mm-hmm. it's also been like a rite of passage for every boyfriend I've had. They've had to watch it with me, and and Love then it. I like kind of like what do you know, think? listen yeah. to their responses mm-hmm. and what they thought of it, and I kind of like not judge them but I you know I'm like oh so you're this okay like that tells me something about you you know it's kind of how you vet people a little bit like I haven't made decisions off of like (laughs) what the the, um outcome of their opinion of this movie is I've never like acted upon it but you know it just gets like slotted away in my like little like you know file on them on like what they're like um in their personality and things and I think it's it's a really great movie I think it's my second favorite movie because Palm Strings came out (laughs) you guys are blowing my mind I know I (laughs) know it's good it's gonna be a good mix because um so I don't hate it I I just I don't see favorite movie quality but I'm so excited to talk about it with people who love it yeah yeah for me it's like this and when harry met sally are like my ultimate because i I love the concept of when harry met sally too like Mm -hmm. can a guy and a girl just be friends or is one gonna want it more than the other Mm. claire we gotta do that one so okay i guess this doesn't matter but um so my favorite movies are completely different my first favorite movie is elizabeth (laughs) (laughs) queen elizabeth with kate blanchett and my second mm-hmm. favorite movie is Lost in Translation. Oh, so okay. Movies we will never do on the podcast, but that's kind of my yeah. My we're taste. gonna be like, what did? Uh, <laughs> what can we like, pull? <laughs> Elizabethan era romantic entanglements tell us about dating today. Um, 
<laughs> no, I have no desire to do either film on the show, but just All right, you cool. know my taste. <laughs> so this is very cool. <laughs> I'm actually so excited to dive in. So because these are happy hour episodes, we wait till the weekend, we have drinks, and we talk. So before we dive into this most interesting of indie films, mm-hmm. um, what's everyone drinking? I have a, uh, a Dust Bowl Brewing Company beer. Okay. Uh, nice and light for the summer, 4.5% alcohol by volume. So very, you know, doable on a hot summer's eve. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We have like, we have hot weather here finally too. <gasps> yes. And so, so I'm sorry, but I want to go next. I know that Claire, go you want to have me go next. You want to have me go No, 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 no. Okay. So because we're doing 500 days of summer and because it is finally summer in Denver, mm-hmm. you guys are not going to guess. I have something so exciting. What is it? It's a white claw heart. No way. <laughs> nice. You're serious right now. <laughs> yes, I am. I wanted a beer so bad and I Aww. couldn't find the beer I wanted. And so I got the next best. I'm I just want something cold and hell easy. is freezing over. <laughs> Janice is drinking a white claw. Oh my god. On the air. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I, it says um, summer to me. Is I never get these, but yes. yeah. We're hell yeah. Doing summer. Oh my God. I'm proud of you. Well, I have, um, wild basin sparkling water. It's like a white claw, but it's made in Colorado and I have it mixed in my Starbucks mug with, um, the rocks tequila. Um, so, oh God, I should have pulled the bottle out. Terragram maybe something like that. Yeah. Terramana, Terramana, strong earth i think um so it's the rocks tequila it is very good and i watered it down with some watermelon juice and <gasps> claire's a mixologist yum very wild basin <laughs> oh we traded spots beans. i love that <laughs> nice work how did you come yeah. up with it um these were the ingredients i had in my fridge um <laughs> so... that's how you do it sometimes is it yeah. is it scrumptious at least it's, it's actually really good. You can definitely taste the um, alcohol because I don't have a shot glass. Um, if anyone <laughs> would like to give me a shot glass, I do need one because I overpour myself all the time. But yeah, it, it's actually really good. The um, watermelon simply brand juice and just, you know, eyeballed it and taste tested and found what worked. Love and Claire it. had a really long work day, and so she definitely yeah. deserves it. I think I think we all you know deserve it in some way, but that's great. Awesome. And yeah, sorry, I you know oh my God. I, I would say sorry, not sorry for mine because I just wanted sorry. to do some something summery, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, well, oh, and it's grapefruit. Switch well, real. My favorite. Grapefruit. Yeah. All right. All right. So should we that get out in out of the way? <laughs> oh, it's not out of the way. We're keeping this going. Oh, the yeah, time. they're they're here still. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all right. Five hundred days, days of summer. Starring. <laughs> Starring. Uh, just, yes, and, and Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Oh, okay, she's uh, just the coolest. Why do you guys think she's so cool? Um, mostly. I'm not a hater. Uh, I girl. just. Mostly new girl. Okay. Uh, the TV show. I think that's what like made me 
like love yeah that show is cute and you want to know a fun fact so one of my favorite shows is super old school which is Frasier Uh I know that's kind of weird but I (laughs) love that show (laughs) and she was actually on an episode of Frasier like way back oh as like a child star no no not at all Oh, I I don't know how old she is, but she played. She seemed like, like an a adult college at the time. Student. All right, yeah, I, I guess so. Sometime in the nineties. Okay. Anyways, cool. So- Long career, um, <laughs> yes, but this successful as well. Yeah, successful. And this was like really, you know, one term that I think you know I might as well be the first to just throw this in the ring is the manic pixie dream girl. Uh- <laughs> um, <laughs> this this movie with Zoe Deschanel is what kind of it wasn't the origination of that term but it was what like she's like held as the pinnacle of that like trope in this movie would she oh yeah I mean there's other ones um have you guys there's definitely other mad love with Drew Barrymore yeah you know it's like the woman who's funky and weird and who's gonna like teach you about yourself and guy from his meaningless existence (laughs) um (laughs) which is exactly what um oh god tom so it's tom and summer Summer. obviously um (laughs) so um that's like one of the things is we we see these two characters tom is the hopeless romantic and summer is the manic pixie dream girl who's the cynic um Yeah. yeah so like that's the whole like kind of premise is that this movie is gonna play off of those like rom-com stereotypes where the girls the romantic was this the intention from the beginning like did people go into a scene that it was meant to be kind of ironic and viewers didn't i don't think but it was written in that way and Um, i do think it's it's important to note that it's all told from tom's perspective yes yeah completely yeah that's a big deal we don't hear from summer we don't know what she's thinking um Mm -hmm. and tom doesn't really seem to care uh which is one (laughs) of those things that we'll talk about all right but first i want to say you know going in order my first note was that i hate when romantic movies show pictures of the characters when they're kids oh like trying to impose this like sentimentality on yeah on, i just think that's dumb it reminds me mm-hmm. of like wedding movies where you know they show yeah. the, the oh totally <laughs> so, yeah i don't know i just wanted to mention that yeah i mean it's like that's that's what this um I mean, they kind of had to because it was a trope that they wanted to like play out and kind of poke fun at, you know, it's like, oh, look at them growing up, like being all cute. And like before that point, they had already said, like, this is not a love story. And okay, was he breaking the plates already? uh, No, no. Okay. Okay. Um, That was soon, but not quite yet. And they were they were talking about he is the way he is because uh, I think he watched rom-coms and he liked British rock and (laughs) just like all, you know, all these cute little things that make someone a hopeless romantic. He's so emo. And just the thought of, you know, like rom-coms are so unrealistic 90% of the time. And that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when we watch those, the hopeless romantic in the crowd, like, you know, you just relate to them and you want your life to live out in this like, 
fictional fantasy way. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting because he was conditioned into his romanticism. And then his like the the like stable, realistic voice in his head is this young girl who's like probably eight or nine. Okay, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah, that's like, so I thought it was interesting because she's getting caught before like society and pop culture has taught her to believe the shit he believes. Yeah. She's so cynical already, like telling him to get his act together. Also, what is up with an eight-year-old girl going to this apartment in the middle of the night? I know it's, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a little weird. <laughs> also kind of a film just cliche. looking out for her brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also interesting, like the age difference, like you can make some, some inferences on like what their parents' life is like. Is it the same like couple that, you know, made him who's like maybe late twenties, early thirties yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. this eight-year-old girl like that has to be at least a 10-year difference you know so like what's his parents relationship like (laughs) we never hear about that and yet i was gonna ask you guys if i miss something we do know that they're separated Um, okay he does someone yeah i think one of his at the karaoke place yeah his parents are divorced and he says yeah well mine too or summer said hers were sorry when she was trying to tell him that love doesn't exist and Mm -hmm. You know, she mentioned that her parents were divorced and he said, yeah, well, mine are separated too. Okay. But uh, it's funny because I think in our podcast episode, we talked about how the older we get, we realize how much we can learn from children. And that's why I personally love the fact that, you know, the the voice of reason is significantly younger. Mm -hmm. And it is true. It's because we, you know, Society tells us we have to be a certain way as we grow older in order to mm-hmm. be happy, where kids kind of live in the moment and do what truly makes them happy before they become yeah. jaded. Yeah. And you'd think that age would be correlated with being jaded, like Summer is, but not with Tom. He managed to make it this far without like being this way. But um, I just want to like, before we miss it, like, I, I feel like the the movie gives you a pretty good idea. And I, I didn't look into whether this is the name of the actual ex-girlfriend of the writer of this movie, but it starts with like, a note that says like, hey, you know, any uh any correlation with real life events is purely coincidental especially Mm -hmm. with jenny beckman that bitch (laughs) like oh i must have looked down yeah so the 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 writer of the movie is upfront about the fact that he based it on his own experience dating a girl who wasn't interested in being in a relationship and who like a few months after they like broke up whatever it was she got engaged and got married and he was like that bitch (laughs) okay um and this movie was him starting from a place of anger and coming to the conclusion that romanticism like needs to be like kind of taken apart and looked at because it's problematic um but it starts from a place of anger and he's pretty clear about that in like interviews and stuff so yeah um (laughs) brett do you know anything about that no, I, you know, I, I can tell it was a story that came from the heart. So I love mm-hmm. that, you know, it sounds like this is pretty much his life. Yeah. Um, 
Well, but, he. Yeah, I mean, it, he does play out his anger a, a bit, and we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I actually find that very believable because he's, mm-hmm. yeah, not a happy camper yeah. as the film goes along. Yeah, and I think that's what like drew me to this movie is it wasn't something that like just tied up in a neat little bow where everyone's like happy and it works out the way you thought it would. Mm-hmm. For me, it like seemed very lifelike because there were just things that just like didn't have conclusions. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that's what I really liked, at least like, you know, 12 or 13 years ago when it came out. But um, 12 <laughs> years. Thir- well, you're right. 12 years. Yeah. Thir- uh, <laughs> okay. I'm so, doing some math. I don't know. <laughs> 2009. So we immediately start off the movie with Summer coming into the office mm-hmm. and that and Tom falls in love at first sight. Yes. So immediately they're kind of setting him off like um, a bit silly, uh, you know, someone who doesn't think things through perhaps. Yeah, del- delusional, you know, he's already like <laughs> ma- mapping out his entire yeah. life with her when he hasn't spoke a word to her. Right. Yeah. He's following the script of what like love is supposed to be. You're supposed to see someone across the room and be like, oh, it's you. Like, and the, I mean, and I think this is important is for our podcast <laughs> because we're always telling people to take it slow with dating. Like that's kind of the secret is just like slow down a little bit whenever you you know think that you like someone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is kind of a good example because instead of even talking to her, he starts putting all these expectations on her. Mm-hmm. She's not even allowed to go out with anyone else. Yes, when he asks yeah. her how she is, and she said she had a good weekend. It was good. Yeah, emphasis on the good, which means that she hooked up with her gym instructor or whatever is what he said. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the the funny thing about that is that's what speculation is, you know? Like, I I mean, he literally has no idea what she did. Like, I, I don't know. She said it in such a monotone manner that from my perspective, like, you know. Could have been anything. She yeah, could have just been trying to make the anything. conversation a little more interesting by her, yeah. you know. <laughs> she was just like, yeah. and she kind of always talks like that. Like she yeah. drags on the last word in her sentences. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. just funny that for whatever reason that like triggered him to think that uh-huh. she's unavailable and he's not worthy of getting with her. Yeah, and I wrote down this quote uh, <laughs> because of the way she acted. <laughs> His friend called her an uppity, an uppity better than everyone super skank, um, which I think really sums up what women go through when they just have a bad day and yeah, then suddenly you're a terrible person. Well, see, this is the thing is he's meant to be in love with her, but then he turns right around and starts totally talking shit to his friends. Yeah. Like, that's not very sweet. No. no. <laughs> I thought he was meant to be yeah. the nice guy. <laughs> Yeah. And then it cuts to a scene of because it, it's not in order, just in case you haven't watched this. this Which movie, I love. Listener. Yeah, I, I did that. like that about yeah. it. That was cool. That was yeah. Cool. My number one movie palm springs is also not in order which i think is why you can rewatch both of these movies over and over again because yeah it's not in order anyway um (laughs) classic pulp fiction yes yeah yeah you're right i hadn't thought of that yeah absolutely yay oh my gosh we like it us humans we like that um (laughs) 
But it cuts to this scene of him playing Wii tennis with his little sister. And he's like, oh my God, it was so funny. She likes the same like banana fish. We're so compatible. I know. And she's like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. someone likes the same weird shit as you doesn't mean that you're compatible. <laughs> like, I'm glad that you pulled that out. And I think that's, you know, like there's the age old argument of do opposites attract or is it someone that mm-hmm. has the same interests as you? And there's just so much more that goes into it, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah. it just goes back to his disillusion. Like, of course, he thinks, you know, because they like the Smiths that they're meant to be together. Oh, yeah. It was such a cliche, too, that she just happens to like this, you know, 80s group. You know, like yeah. how yeah. many movies? He, he, he's just one of those those calculated people. Like he has a checklist in his, his mind of what his dream girl is going to be and how she's going to bring meaning to his life. Yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, he finally found her. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting, because I think like online dating can be like this, you you have kind of like shallow level conversations, and you're like, we like the same music, like, this is yeah, definitely so what pursuing, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's not, it's not exactly what it's about. Um, you know, and that's like the hard thing is we can't be like, oh, well, it's actually about these things, you know, yeah. so it's not it's it's an intangible (laughs) and it's kind of funny like with online dating I don't know if if a girl likes me and I like her and we match or whatever I just assume like you know she's read my profile she has a good sense of who I am because my like witty sense of humor is in there my sarcasm there like and then Mm -hmm. it's like you idiot like she's probably matched with a hundred guys today like this means literally nothing Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say about, you know, later on when she says, oh, I've never told anyone that before. And he just takes it, you know, to this extreme level, like, oh, we must be, you know, as if that's not such a common line. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) But I mean, we could. Yeah, I I have so much to say about that scene. Okay. All right. Well, first, I want to say that I Ah! thought that being a greeting card writer is a really cool job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that sounds like honestly your perfect job janice and i love how his his uh work production is completely fueled by his emotion you know like, oh yeah when, no. when he's are red, violets place. are blue fuck you whore well fuck i think they, they show yeah. this he's not really a full person and that's why you know when i i'm always telling my clients you know like relationships are just one part of your life you know and if you if you pull the relationship from your from your life and you just fall apart maybe we need to focus on these other parts of your life first yeah yeah and i think that's a whack baby yeah that's the thing (laughs) about his attraction to her is throughout the whole movie we never get other than her very clearly stating over and over and over (laughs) again i don't want a relationship other than that we don't get any insight into her like personality other than what we see on the outside we're seeing like a very superficial how she presents to the world which to him is like girly clothing she's really cute she's got these like big eyes she likes the same music (laughs) like you know all of these things but like they're not he's not we're not getting to know her as a full person. He doesn't seem to be getting to know her. He doesn't her even as care. All right. Well, he so doesn't we'll, care yeah. as long as she wants to be with him. That's the one requirement for any relationship it seems like he he's in is as long as she wants to be with him, we're good. Like or, or at least spend time with him. 
spend time yeah not even be yeah committed yeah and and you know so he is the one that I relate to just like being a hopeless romantic and you know just being fucking delusional when a girl gives me attention of any sort but uh so when I first watched it I was like well she's saying she doesn't want to be in a relationship she's given him such mixed signals throughout like and in some ways it's selfish of her to not you know to know that he wants a relationship she doesn't and she's giving him everything because I've been in that situation and it's like well (laughs) maybe she's worth waiting for you know like maybe if we spend enough time together she'll change Mm -hmm. her mind and in the meantime like you know I'll, I'll ride this out as long as I can yeah so here's my here's my argument to that devil's advocate we know oh, girl oh we know listeners and like watchers of the movie we know that he wants more but whenever she brings up i don't want a relationship she's like yeah sure like casual take it slow how yeah. is she supposed to read his mind if he's not communicating on the same level as her you know yeah, it's yeah. like point she's like never... okay i told yeah. him i don't want a relationship he said that's fine i understand seems like we're good here mm-hmm. like yeah yeah and he's never he like asks her i just really going. wish we could yeah yeah but why you know? i'm just and wondering like, there's that one combo in the car though like where well, he's like what are we doing and she's like i'm happy are you happy and he's like yeah and then they leave it there. <laughs> it's because he's so scared of rejection, right? And yeah. I, I guess the one the one point, the tipping point, if you will, is after he gets socked in the bar and then, you know, they go back to her apartment and he's like, well, I say we're a couple, damn it. Like, you're yeah, not the we'll only one that has to that. Stay, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. so, so That aggressive. was the only part of the movie it's that It's so I aggressive. Okay. I'm like... <laughs> so okay i just want to say so they're at the karaoke bar together and she her quote I is i like being on my own relationships are messy and uh feelings get hurt who needs it so i wanted to mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure to point that out oh and then i was wondering i thought that the work kiss was really sexy but i did i did wonder oh, oh. like when she goes into the copy room and kisses him mm-hmm she makes the first move. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean I'm you know kind of pro summer in a, in many ways, but I don't know. <laughs> That's a, it, uh, it's just a I mean, inappropriate yeah. if all you how have you pursued like uh you know a fling with someone before? You know, it's like how do flings start? Someone uh-huh. starts it, yeah, okay. and then you clarify what's happening. I'm guessing. They never did, though. Like, well, yeah, a little bit before they had sex, she clarified mm-hmm. that she didn't want in IKEA. Serious. So let's talk about the IKEA date. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I was all for that. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, in my notes, like this is cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think like you know, especially there, the hopeless romantic in me just wants to believe that. You know, like hopeless romantics always think that they can convince someone to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like now, luckily, I, I think a little more logically, at least I like to think I do. And when I watch this movie, it hits different. And I realize how selfish he is. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, the, like the Ikea, it's like, wow, like, she's definitely starting to fall for him. Like, they're going to win. Win. 
yeah because we're taught that there's like the pursuit is part of like wooing someone that you know Mm -hmm. women just play hard to get and it's like you want what you can't have you want what you can't have and it's about like performing well enough in the chase that she comes around and that's like accepted as the way things go like you just keep acting so nice and sweet yeah that's that's all you really need to do yeah 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 Yeah. and he's okay yeah but i did uh, (laughs) i'm trying i'm not to get we're like we're very we're riled up right now yes because he's not really (laughs) as nice as he seems yes oh my god dates at ikea dates at ikea are good um, you know, now that we're post-pandemic, I say, you know, do the scavenger hunts, do the IKEA double dates. Just don't actually buy anything because you can get into fights, as everyone knows. But oh. I thought that was really cute, <laughs> and I actually thought that it was really great when she said that she's not into anything serious. Like she just really made sure to put it out there, and that's so hard for so many of the people who listen to this is actually like saying their feelings and saying the words. Have right. you guys seen the TV show You? Yes. Oh, yes. Jesus. Oh my God. Because Go he's it. the ultimate nice guy who's doing all the nice things to earn her love. And they even have a fucking <laughs> IKEA trip. <laughs> oh, really? I just realized. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah maybe that was like parallels. that was an allusion to this. yeah there's also a 30 rock episode where a couple goes to ikea this yeah. film had lots of parallels also to how i met your mother did you guys notice that oh i haven't seen it for like um a few years so i might be like not it might not be recent enough for me to like see the so ted the is the architect who is the anxious <gasps> attached type and who's also really lovely and the good guy who's, you know, and the help, hopeless and romantic. Mm-hmm. And Robin is the pixie green girl for sure. Boyden. And so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure she is. Oh my God, that was like the ultimate long game. Um. What do you mean? <laughs> well, because he like ended oh, up like marrying up someone her, like, else. Later. <laughs> yeah, he ends up with her like when his kids are in their teens. It's like 20 years I later. I say though. Yeah. Normally last um, episodes of TV shows are horrible. And the last episode of How I Met Your Mother, I thought was very nicely done. Yeah. It was better than some last episodes. I'll give you that. (laughs) We're not here to talk about How I Met Your Mother. Um, But yes, there's lots of parallels. And then, of course, there's the what the Hollow Notes song where you make my dreams come true. Yeah. And, you know, again being a hopeless romantic like having sex with your crush for the first time like that's how I envision it being you know like they they just played that out so well and the transition you know for anyone that hasn't seen it basically he's dancing around the park like everyone's you know participating and high-fiving him and then (laughs) he gets in the elevator and then it goes to a gray day once he gets in the elevator and yeah that transition is so beautiful it's so good yeah. That's just like how fucking relationships are, you know, like it's so good one minute and then everything goes to shit. And especially yeah. if you're a delusional, hopeless romantic, like everything's just taken to that extreme 24 mm-hmm. seven. Yes. And it's easy to get caught up in the dance sequence, which I actually yeah. thought that was really adorable. But the yeah. problem is, 
is this is you know very much the honeymoon phase and people get stuck here and just ride the euphoria train <laughs> rather than stepping yeah. back and, and it's not it's not how real life goes you're not in a yeah. musical I, that's I the one dance number in the whole thing and oh, he's, there's you know he's He's seeing himself as Han Solo in the reflection. He's literally seeing himself as a movie character. And then a, like a cartoon fucking bird flies in and Cinderella's him. He's like literally so deep in his Disney fairy tale happy ending story. That's just so and unrealistic. I, and I think for me, the takeaway there is like you were saying, the honeymoon phase. It's just not sustainable long term yeah um you yeah, know it's, had, and, it's good to be happy that you just you know fucked your crush but to get yeah. like uh, obsessed with that feeling yeah and just like an inflated ego like you know like uh, now all of a sudden you're han solo yeah like come <laughs> yeah. on dude she won't even yeah. date you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we're not saying like it's bad to be like excited about getting with your crush like no we're just saying that he's a little bit not in touch with reality based on the things that she is telling him he's just not listening and you know like so we're not saying like don't be a romantic just be a romantic with someone who wants to be romantic with you or just be a realistic romantic yeah yeah be a two like a two-way street on the romance you know Mm -hmm. so all right, so Summer and Tom have <laughs> sex, and all of a sudden, and this is another thing that I wish everyone knew, like, sex is meant to be fun. Like, one night does not a relationship make. No. And he needs the to first get time laid more often, I think. Anyway. Like, he needs I'm to have saying. way more sex. If he, I mean, really, they don't say anything about Tom's background with dating, right? Um, Except for... This is Amanda Heller all over again. Right, yeah. Which I, I assume was like their great Amanda Heller. Because <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Who is she? So it's just his ex girlfriend? I don't know. Yeah, they don't. Do they specify like when she was? Brown? No. I, I think they might have made a few references to ex girlfriends. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure they were driving the point home that this is far from unordinary for Tom. Okay. Which yeah. is you know classic hopeless romantic mm-hmm. yeah Kinda waits waits for something really magical it just always like looking for something you know that i mean whether it's summer or amanda heller or someone that gets introduced later on autumn um, <laughs> yeah and i do love like i i think they did such a good job portraying like just how delusional he really is right like oh well this girl didn't bring my life meaning she found someone else well you know fuck her because i'm gonna find someone else too we'll definitely Mm -hmm. talk and also as long as far as delusions go um claire this might have stood out to you but um the part where she's telling him her stories and for okay so first of all he goes into her apartment and you have the narrator um who is saying that oh you know no one's been let inside here before he's been know. He's seen as you know, this, going uh, to this her place is world. like this but crazy he thing he has no idea if that's he's just telling himself that <laughs> he's just making up a story to like pump himself up and 
know, <laughs> because she said hard. she doesn't I don't want know. a relationship. But like, <laughs> so he must be the only one that she lets in her house to fuck. So, so yeah. safe to say you guys are Team Tom, right? No, no. I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> it's very obvious. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, No, I I relate to him because I see him in um I mean, first of all, like brilliant acting because like I fully like I could just see it in his eyes, like how besotted he was. Like just those like little like smile laughs and things like that where he's just like, fuck, she's giving me attention. This is amazing. Like You know, like, so I really felt for Mm him. Yeah. Um, And I could, you know, like, I think it's like that narrative that it's like being with her is going to like make his life. And I feel like that's like the narrative that a lot of women get. And I know that I felt this personally. I guess I can't speak for like everyone, but it's just like, you feel like giving giving this person like your love and attention is going to mean so much to them yeah. and you mm-hmm. don't want to hurt them and you know how much it's going to hurt them you can see it but you're just not fucking sure and that's so, why i think i'm summer mm-hmm. <laughs> like on team summer w- would you say <laughs> you know based off this movie because you said most women but you were referring to tom's character so do you think in this scenario, like <laughs> Summer would mainly be the guy in a in a heterosexual relationship and Tom would be the girl? No. So so sorry I didn't speak like uh clearly enough. I have I, I have no idea. I mean I'm sure in some ways it can be flipped, but I feel like um uh I was I was speaking as like I have seen Tom as the men. Yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. and I have felt you myself summer. like summer. Yeah, she's same, like same. motivated one hundred percent. She saw how much hurt, like falling out of love, cost her parents, and she's mm-hmm. really trying to protect him from that because she knows she can't promise him tomorrow. Yeah, interesting. And I wonder if part of that, you know, just you saying, basically, you know, Tom's the guy, Summer's the girl. I wonder if that has to do with women being more in touch with their emotions and more direct where men can't fully express themselves, you know, generally speaking. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of an interesting parallel. Yeah. Ooh. So <laughs> I'm good. so glad that we have the male oh my perspective. God. <laughs> what did yeah. you guys think of the bed scene, though, where she says she's never? <laughs> I see. I'm. I can read Claire very well. At, at this I point. make it pretty okay, obvious. So... Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so... Which, which bed scene? Nine. Okay. So, so this is at her house. One of the like I don't know highlights, but one of the very powerful parts of the movie is when he's kind of convincing himself that as she's telling them stories oh this happened when I was little and I had this dream and this that and whatever and he's just sitting there listening to her with bated breath and he and um he says what and then she said those six words I've never told never anybody told that before yeah yeah and so 
everything that is done in a movie is intentional. They're not just fucking around having a good time. Okay. So, (laughs) so we never hear what she says. All we hear is Tom's internal dialogue being like, I'm so special. I'm in her place. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, she's never told anyone this before. No, but doesn't she say that? Brett? No, I don't think we know what she said. And in, in terms of Claire talking about the intention, I think that, you know, the whole intention is that Tom doesn't give a fuck what she said. All he knows is he's the most important person now. Yes. And yeah. he, he knows that in a very delusional way. Yeah. All that matters is that she told him whatever it was she told him. It was, some, it was something about a dream. She literally we heard something said, about a dream. Yeah. And it could that have was been it. what she dreamt last night. Of course she hasn't yeah. heard anyone. She, could have she said hasn't like, had time. Like, and then I ate yeah. all the spaghetti. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so special. Uh, Claire, so I've I don't never remember. told anyone because it happened 12 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. You know? And it, the look in his face is just like. <laughs> it's so, so sweet though. I mean, so it's so sweet. Like you really feel up. for him. It's just, she's not, and this is the conclusion the movie comes to, and it's why um, critics have said it (laughs) failed in actually poking holes in all of these romantic things, and it's why there's so much division between Summer's side and Tom's (laughs) side, whose team are you on, is because they wrap the whole thing up by reaffirming that all of his delusions were actually okay we'll get to that we'll get to that bullshit ending but okay yeah so do you guys want to talk about the car dtr dtr DTR. the relation (laughs) oh (laughs) like is this like a datsun or like a mazda like Like, dance dance revolution what (laughs) so they haven't defined the relationship chat after talking to the sage you know which his old his younger sister is uh, or the oracle right she's meant to be the oracle don't you guys think you know the the wise one um so Mm -hmm. they have this awkward define the relationship in the car anyone have uh no i don't i don't remember that so he says, so like, what are we doing? What are we? And she oh, goes, him and oh, the, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. but I'm happy. Aren't you happy? happy? Aren't you? Yeah. 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 And so, you know. He and he's, yeah. That was him I, just asking, but. I, I will say, uh, I love going back to the sister, like when they're sitting on the bleachers yeah. and yeah. the coach tries to call her in. Like, you just see how selfish she is. She's like, we're not done here yet. And that's just yeah. like, that plays into who he really is. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he's just so self-centered and, you know, focused on what's happening in his world. It's like, yeah. let the girl kick the soccer ball. Come on, man. I, well, yeah. she's at practice. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And this is the whole theme is he's a nice guy until he's not. Until he's not. He's, yeah. he's almost... It's interesting because like Summer is playing out like the male gaze, like what, you know, 
at least Tom's version of the male gaze wants to see. They want to see the feminine dresses. There was a scene where he was like, oh, I hate when like women have tattoos. Like who okayed this was one of oh, the lines. Yeah, no, that's He's my like, that's not like you. Note. Yeah. That's my very next note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like playing out what, what he wants to see. And so like, it's almost like the nice guy persona is an act that he's putting on too it's what he thinks that she would want to see because that's what like leads to success but like when he's denied you know and he can no longer deny that he's being denied like he turns into a really mean person he's mean to that one girl with the red hair oh yeah i'm sorry Because I want to talk about the bar fight. <laughs> yeah, the bar fight. So first of all, he says, London, 1964, those girls knew how to dress. Oh, and yeah. then he proceeds to talk a bunch of shit about women who wear short skirts and have dogs in their bag. And, you know, and then he says, who okay this? And he, yeah. he thinks that it's what she wants to hear. But she is like rolling her eyes and thinking She's he's a douche. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then a douche walks up and to then a them. Walks up. A guy who doesn't even try to be a nice guy. Yeah. But at least he's honest. You know? Yeah. He okay. is upfront about who he is and what he and, wants. And I thought it was they kind of in some ways they made her play the role so well because they showed like, you know, every time she when she sold ice cream sales went up 20 percent every time she walks on a bus every guy does a double check and like they just normalize all this misogynistic behavior so they wanted you to because i think they wanted you to empathize for tom throughout the movies and where you know like like you guys are saying he's selfish and he says a lot of terrible things that show you that he really doesn't care about her is this playing into like fundamental fundamentalist Christian values where it's like men are tempted and it's the woman's responsibility They're to kind of like saying not that he has tempt no them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he can't resist his mm-hmm. his urges. Just like he can't resist the urge to weirdly punch this guy. Yeah, I mean he was he was pretty triggered because the guy was like, I can't believe this is your boyfriend and he's like i'm not even her boyfriend (laughs) so sorry (laughs) okay and that's another like going back to the douche like he's an incredible douche like he's such a douche no one can argue that but i agree the guy at the bar the guy at the bar yeah Yeah, i mean but at least he's like himself and he has like (laughs) <laughs> this disgusting level of confidence yeah can yeah. i buy you a drink i mean that's real i mean if well, not only that, drink, then, that's what then he's like you're really with this guy like <laughs> yeah come on i'm like wearing a suit her. i'd probably like work on wall street like what is there not to yeah. love he's such a douche um so i don't think that it was com- like uh, completely wrong that tom did that no i mean it's a little yeah. over, the, over the top and but. you know a rare occasion where i'm on tom's side is summer doesn't have any control over what he does as his singular personhood he can go punch whoever he wants they're not in a relationship she <laughs> well, has no control gonna, over his which actions we're gonna find out yeah would you guys would you like i think in some ways he was defending himself right because the guy was basically like would it bother you as the girl like that guy was such a douche like 
I would have expected him to at least say something. If it were me on a date yeah. with Tom, I would have very much yeah. expected him to, to step in. Yeah. I don't and know I about punch. Yeah. I mean, every every character is a caricature of like the role that they play Extreme, in society. Yeah. Literally everyone like you can think of his misogynistic best friend, his friend who's been with a girl literally since they were like seven years old. And then like the douchebag Summer's a caricature. He's a caricature. So you can just assume that like they're over inflating these characteristics. Or anyway. how about, yeah, how about when the boss was like, you know, you you seem depressed. Like we're gonna put you with death. Like you need to be on the funeral card. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that scene. But first, so I think funny. I wrote it down. I want to talk though, you guys, about the scene in Summer's bedroom where Tom uh, flips his shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, so, that I was mean, not I, cool, man. Uh, honestly, that was the only that I mean, I laughed so hard when he did that. Okay, so. <laughs> They go this is when he's icing his, his face, right? They go back to Summer's apartment and she's like, why did you do that? And he's like, and I, he's, did that I just got you. my ass whooped for you. Yeah, that again, like, I think he was fighting for his own reasons, you know? Yeah. And, so, and, and putting her in the position of like, you were a damsel who needed to be saved. She was Hello, like, no, I'm didn't. here for you, babe. Yeah. And then like, she says... But Tom, uh, we're just friends. <laughs> we're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say we're a couple. Damn it! I'm gonna say this too. You're not the only one who has a say <laughs> in this. Is like, well, you're yeah, not, it takes two, it takes you're two not kidnapping her. So <laughs> the way he acted was so silly, and like his voice goes up. <laughs> it's like, it so embarrassing. Yeah. This is the exact opposite of what you would want to do. To- I guess, yeah. That God that is it. the point where it's like, Summer, why the fuck did you go over to his house though? Like okay, so he was clear about that? how he felt finally. He was like, We're together. And she was like, <laughs> We're Why don't you just go over to his house in the rain? Like <laughs> You know, like that would have been the point. Like, I think that's where she um she goes into the wrong there in the wrong where that was one of you the know, times it's like, I was like girl, yeah, don't show up to his house then. No. Like after He's- you know, like yeah, you should have a conversation to kind of clear things up, but don't like come in the rain. Like of course it has to be the rain. night, you know, like that's like a that's kind of like a okay now we're together thing well especially when he just yelled at her saying that they're a couple and then she makes his her way to his house in the rain i mean i don't know it's kind of yeah to do yeah you don't think you're a couple i i have to also say if that's not a mixed signal i don't know what is that's a mixed signal (laughs) for sure (laughs) oh yeah so is this where they talk about her past lovers uh no no there's there's a little bit before that it's like the scene before so in the doorway he says i just need a little consistency i need to know that you're not going to wake up one day and feel differently that was literally what he said Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's like i can't give that to you no one can give that to you yeah that's true yeah you know yeah like no one can give that to you so Anyway, I thought that was a good. It's very uh, mature on her part in a way, but yeah, I mean, he it, just didn't listen to her. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like he's ignoring the signals that she's giving and she's ignoring the signals that he's giving in a way. Yeah. Quite on purpose, both of them. Like, I just want to make it feels good. That's why I can kind of argue that they're both selfish because, you know, I mean, if he wants a relationship, she doesn't. They both want different things. And that's such a big part of a relationship. Yeah. And they just keep pushing forward because it feels good in the moment. Because they really. do like each other. Yeah. Like, they do like being around each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you throw sex into the mix and, you know, yeah. now you, you know, you're hanging out and fucking. So, so as many people that would be a relationship. So, I don't know. Bo- both yeah. of them. Okay, so... so- <laughs> anyways so yeah uh so you were gonna talk about yeah so she they keep on they keep on seeing each other and then he thinks that they're getting close and so he then decides to ask her about her past lovers so this is (laughs) this is kind of an interesting conversation so despite the fact that she says she doesn't want a, a boyfriend she has had previous partners a girl and two guys mm-hmm. the puma <laughs> okay so first of all which was like how wait, much did that throw you off well endowed i <laughs> okay, didn't realize thank you thank you are pumas do pumas have big i don't know maybe he's just like cat like in the bedroom I, you know i like, love when they zoom in on his penis i know, know like, and there's like the roll of quarters i'm like oh Puma, like I, that does not make me think of a dick, but cool. Like maybe he's, he's like a well endowed. as well. <laughs> no, and he's I would have casual said, like the hog or like, <laughs> or the another... horse, the horse, right? Horse, or you just you and, just hear you just like and that, you just know like and you know at one point I don't think it's the same time, but he asked about the puma and she's like, oh, we never left the room. Yeah. And it's just like, kind of like just on, too man. much. Like she knows he's a you know overreactive, delusional <laughs> douchebag. Like, can you do you have to tell him that? Well, he was Italian, so like, there's really nothing <laughs> to hide at that point. Like, that's all the information you need. Anything else is oh extra. Oh my god! Um, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he, she starts talking about it, though, he just like doesn't even listen. He just completely tunes her out. Yeah. Like he he really doesn't care. He's no. the only thing he cares about is his. his he has fantasy. her now. That's oh, I'm just thinking about the puma with the the penis going <laughs> in the pants, and the puma was just. Why like, are you he, thinking about that, Janice? Because it, it just stood out to me. Because he's just <laughs> he's just it stood out casually. Out to you. Like all guys who have big big penises, you can like see the I outline mean, on their thigh. It's not how big it is; it's how you use it. So plus, like she's saying, these guys in fucking Michigan. Like, have you guys been to Michigan? There are no pumas that's for sure no she was uh on study abroad in florence or something oh okay yeah that's right she was in uh some italian place siena something that's all i got was italy Um, and that's where she met the puma Mm -hmm. leaning against his vespa with his and uh, of course the pixie girl would have gone overseas and have you know oh yeah crazy affairs italy but um, I was surprised it was Italy and not France because they used a lot of French mm-hmm. language of love, you know. Yeah. But I guess it maybe it was, um, yeah, because you know, like it Italian is a romantic language as well. But um, 
it's not like the language of love. It's like more of like the sexual. I, a lot of, of people like think things. that Italian is very sexy language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Myself included, I guess. Yeah. And I think maybe that Italian might have been trending in 2009. <laughs> <know>. Possibly. <laughs> but anyway, she, yeah, the Puma. Um, and then I think that we should... Sorry, Brett, we had to talk I, I, about Dick for a while. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> that just, you know, her past relationships have kind of pounded home the fact that he was inadequate and not worthy of her love. Yeah, mm. you know, she has to mention the size of his dick. She has to mention how much they fucked. Yeah. She has to mention that she had all these previous partners when she's mm-hmm. told him the whole time that it's not her I jam. mean, he did, like, she was like, you don't want to hear that. Well, but no, then she did tell him because he completely <laughs> wanted to change the subject once he actually got her to open up. Yeah, I, and I think like in some ways she she plays on the fact that she has the upper hand. Like I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm 100% Team Tom, right. but you know, I like she has her own issues too. Yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely not blameless. I th- I I watched the clip of them talking. Like I said, um, the two actors. And she goes, I don't understand why, you know, women say that they hated my character because, you know, like, I was awesome. And I said the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, actually. Yeah, but if someone, like, drilled you for information about your exes, like, would you not eventually, like, be like, okay. This isn't the worst of her her behavior. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, are you guys good? Yes. Yeah keep going okay yeah all right so then we cut to day 321 and tom is a hot mess yeah was it when the elevator opened and he's like i hate her teeth and i hate her her scorpion shaped birthmark and her (laughs) stupid knees (laughs) he doesn't even say it's a birthmark he calls it like a blotch on her Yeah. And I love that because it, you know, it just shows that depending on where he's at in the relationship, like these things are the best yeah. things, and they're the worst things. Exactly. And it's so like who hasn't been there, right? Like the things you used to love about your partner just annoy the fuck out of you when you're in a shitty slump of the relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Like the things I loved about someone, I feel like I always love them. It's just I stop ignoring the things I didn't like. Yeah, the I things where I was like, I'm just going to ignore that. Like, I'm just going to not think about that one. Yeah, yeah that's um, probably more accurate. Yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> and then it's like all me. I can focus on. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. But it, it, it is just, you know, another just going back to his delusion. Like, yeah, he's just so he can't his emotions just control his entire life. Ooh, yeah completely. like his perception is always you know it's it's his emotions that are running everything he's he doesn't think things through like you should do if you want to be in a relationship much less keep your job i mean he's just he's completely out of control no. yeah that that interview not interview like where he's in the boss's office like i would have fired him like for his yeah. attitude like i wouldn't have like relegated him to the death portion you have had an experience where you had an employer speak to you oh um yeah so 
she didn't oh. say the words no reason to live perfect position <laughs> for you like this guy did um but i when i uh broke up with my ex-fiance um like probably like four or five days later i guess it circulated around to my boss who like i had hadn't really like talked to you personally for like maybe a couple of months beforehand because she was like by that point the org chart the had boss botched <laughs> um yeah so she like came pulled up a chair to my desk and i was like i just want you to know you're really strong you're gonna get through this if there's anything you need just let us know like and I'm like, I'm using work as a distraction right now. And this is really interfering with that. Yeah, thanks for bringing um, it up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I see it as a really sweet thing and stuff. And so like, I, you know, don't blame her at all. But it also like, I wouldn't recommend doing that if you're anyone's like, um, if you have direct reports, maybe don't bring up like breakups um, directly. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast so many times in that you know if you're going through a breakup you're not really asked to you know like take sick leave or even a mental health day you're just meant to kind of keep it to yourself and I think this would have been a good opportunity if he really cared this boss he could have said why don't you take a week off we're gonna you know put it down as sick leave because you know you're being kind of weird (laughs) yeah instead of saying like here's something to make you feel worse you shouldn't break up with someone and immediately come to work like no, I don't. Uh, if you don't want to, if, um, you, if you're this type of mess, yeah. Which you know, that's what I is did. Is this the part but... where they show him having whiskey and Twinkies, or is that later? Oh yeah. <laughs> See, this is where he starts to show his true colors. Which is this after his um, blind date with the very that nice person? That is the person, very next honestly. note, girl. Okay, so let's okay. talk about the blind date, you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> turn the page <laughs> he's may out. have heard that he's out on a blind date and who set them up one of his co-worker mates yeah uh, yeah Friends. and so basically he went, he went on the date before he was ready to date all he did was talk about her he took her to the karaoke bar He's like screaming and crying while he's singing. <laughs> and I remember one time I went on a date before I should have. It was like a couple weeks after a breakup. And I accidentally made a reference to my current girlfriend during the date. Wait, current girlfriend? girlfriend? Because Wait, what? I like because I, I just wasn't like used to calling her my ex, honestly. And I it like Oh my god, came out you were like my girlfriend. Yeah, no. Well, and I, she was I, like, current. I was like, yeah, my current girlfriend, and <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, I can totally see why that would be undesirable. I wouldn't even like when you have a current girlfriend. I wouldn't even refer to her as it's your current, current. girlfriend because it, <laughs> yeah. it, like, it kind of insinuates That's that there's going weird. to be another one, and we all like to live a little bit in a fantasy, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god! Oh was no, I'm sorry. Yeah, what was the question? Was there, was alcohol? there alcohol involved? <laughs> like there is. Yeah, this- yeah. I, I, you know, like a couple drinks. It wasn't like I was blackout drunk or like anything. Slush. But and the girl, you know, she, then then I was like, honestly, I probably shouldn't be dating. And we ended up becoming pretty good friends. You and, said it on you know, the date. Well, yeah, because she's like, "What do you mean your current girlfriend?" And I was like, <laughs> "Honestly, I just got out of a breakup." Like 
yeah. didn't mean to say that my bad uh, yeah please I, yeah. there's no like for our listeners there's no like time limit like I could ask you how long it's been but honestly it's irrelevant like mm-hmm. if you're not ready to date you're not ready to date yeah for sure I've also gotten quite drunk and silly after like my first date out mm-hmm. uh, but that is- tricky because you know like you don't want to go into them completely sober but if you like pre-game then you're already a little oh. tipsy and then you have drinks I'm I mean, just like raw dogging life out here going like <laughs> I've always gone into dates sober. What? <laughs> no, oh. never pregame. I got my pepper spray. I'm like ready to fucking <laughs> fight this person. Like <laughs> you can still fight them if you're tipsy. But he takes it not as well. <laughs> I don't Sorry. know. Get some tequila in me and I'm oh you know, ready, ready to, to go. go. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. don't mess with me. He though, okay. takes it. <laughs> he takes it to a whole new level, though. He yeah. Goes, okay, this. Okay, he tries to do have, the right thing at first. He's like, "Hey, first, I'm not ready for dating," and she doesn't walk away like she should. She tries to. She I listens. Don't know, she's trying to. She's really it. nice of her, but. Yeah, so they end up going to the diner where they oh broke up. Oh my god, yes. And then he diagnoses <laughs> her as being an emotionless human or a robot. Yeah, like a soulless, terrible person or a robot. As if those are the Again, two Again, nice choices. guy. Nice guy, right? Nice guy. Yeah, and in this... Um, I forgot her name, but this wonderful person who looks like she's about to go to prom, she's clearly excited about this date. Like, oh, I know. That's she's like, hard. okay, so she didn't cheat on you. He was like, no. And she's like, she didn't use you in any way. And he's like, no. She's <laughs> like, and she told you up front. He's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah and that's, that's why, that's what's kind of nice about him is. You can't help but feel for him and you do see him evolve as the story goes on but you know then he meets someone new and you just question like is he gonna fucking fall into the same old habits and that's the thing though is that sometimes you know like especially with coaching is sometimes you have to watch someone do the same thing a few times before like the lesson sinks in like maybe like they were kind of getting an inkling of what was happening the first time around, but it's only like the fourth time that they're finally like, fuck, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and that's part of the growth process. So we just happened to see one chapter in the tiny little beginning of a sliver of another one, which seemed more promising because so she you- seemed actually like she might be into him. You're you know, that they <laughs> might have left out a bunch of other dates where he wasn't a complete like raving lunatic when they go to the karaoke bar <laughs> he's and people there. do act like you lunatics I, when they're heartbroken he like I, get yeah, it. No, I, I was gonna say and it goes back to him just you know letting his emo- emotions run everything like he can't he's not a functioning adult he no. just isn't he's oh my god he switched with his little sister <laughs> Okay. She's the adult, that's and he's key, the that's, child. That's great. That's good. That's good. I like that interpretation. Super, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You okay. guys are though are not mentioning what I thought was one of the craziest parts of the movie, where the woman gets up to leave, and he goes, "Go ahead and leave. You don't look anything like." Summer. He said that. I missed that. 
Are you kidding me? Did I watch like yeah. a different version? It was one of the most shocking parts of the film. Oh I can't God. believe you. Okay, now I understand why you didn't mention this because I was like, yes, she gets up and leaves and he, and that's what he says. He goes, go ahead and leave. You don't look anything like Summer. Oh my God. That's that's rough. Yeah. That uncool. <laughs> Not a, not a good look not a good look not a good look up there <laughs> so brett do you know do you remember this yeah okay oh, yeah. oh my god just, um fuck good thing i'm yeah. planning on rewatching it again so. i'm so surprised i mean i was like whoa yeah really you know bringing it home that he's oh my god like, maybe i'm just like conditioned to not listen to what people say when they slur like, Maybe because he does. He has a drink in his hand, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> so okay." Um, What's your next note, Claire? So, okay, so we're gonna. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen to his friends either, who are giving like actually decent advice. Um, let's and I see. thought his, his rationale for that was the one guy like hasn't had a girlfriend which whatever, but then the other guys had the same girlfriend for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. how horrible. You know, he's like, you've been dating her for 90, since 97 or 98. It's like, yeah. well, maybe that's someone that knows how to be in a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> I really like yeah. what that friend said in the Valentine's mm-hmm. montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how his Robin's friend... She's not better. perfect. Yeah, she was better. Yeah. She's real. real. Oh! Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh i never thought i'd miss amtrak and then there was amtrak they got on on that and and then i was like flashing into like inception as well because like there's a lot of train scenes on inception okay with joseph gordon levitt so i was like oh my god that's not important but um then at the wedding she says you should come over i'm having a party on our rooftop yeah can you guys explain that she, I mean, she, she's dating someone else at that point. But she, and that, but she never told him. And it was it an engagement party? You would assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that, the, okay, so the party was know. planned. I don't know about that. So here's the here's the thing: the party was planned. He hadn't asked her when she was at the wedding. She was still girlfriend. Wait, but what? then by the time of the party, she was fiance. So somewhere between. The, so you can assume that he was like, we should have a party with all of our friends. Like he, the the mysterious guy, right? Because he was probably planning to ask her. At the wedding, he didn't, she didn't tell him. that. Yeah, she didn't tell him, though, that she had a partner. And she was her. coming on to him pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Out of yeah. everything, I thought this is the shittiest thing that she did. Totally. I yeah, mean, really, I mean, like, it was really you, walking gotta, the line. You've got to give the heads up, like, by the way, I'm not, like, this guy has delusionally thought that he can get with you, you know, like, you've really got to draw that boundary with this fashion mm-hmm. case. Yeah, and just be upfront with it, like... Yeah, it definitely because I can see how someone could excuse that and be like, "Well, we didn't kiss, we didn't have sex, we don't know, I don't know, we just danced on a dance." I and then when sleep on his shoulder, and yeah. then when she asked, when she asked, uh, or when he said, "Well, why'd you dance with me?" She's like, "Cause I wanted to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, bitch. 
So they're yeah, both completely, being completely. they're both being driven like him by his emotions in in that sense of immaturity and her by just like whatever the fuck she wants to do she does it and why that's do you think she did it because well. it made her felt feel you know sought after in the moment because this is not a friendly dance they're holding hands they're yeah uh, doing yeah <laughs> they're, they're dancing they're doing, and shit yeah um the <laughs> wedding scene which it was very important to the rest of yes. how this um not a love story plays out not a love and story. i have to say like i already did out of everything she did i you know i thought this was shit <laughs> yeah that um, was I mean, rough that yeah. wasn't great <laughs> it wasn't good to him it wasn't good to whoever her future fiance no, husband no, no. you know it what's wasn't... funny is it, it kind of sorry this is a bit random but at the beginning like the narrator saying this is not a love story like is that like from is that the only thing we hear from summer's perspective because like Tom's so out of touch with reality that he very much yeah. probably thinks this is a love story, right? Or are they just oh saying gosh. that it's so depressing throughout that? You know, oh my god, is Summer the narrator? No, no, <laughs> because I could see it because she's so she's able to detach, she's able to compartmentalize. But yeah, the narrator that's... is talking about Tom's experience. But as someone who can compartmentalize, she would be able to do that. Yeah. And maybe the whole thing is her projecting the story onto him. I don't know. It's, I mean, that's, Ooh, that's it. Let's go that's into... a breach. But... Okay, you're going to have to go on to the 500 Days of Summer Reddit boards. Oh my that. God, start finding <laughs> strangers on the internet. <laughs> my favorite thing. Brett, um... are you on Reddit? No. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I, I know that you're not clear. No, sorry. <laughs> Richard McGonagall, and obviously <laughs> the voice wasn't Summers, but the narrator is Richard McGonagall. Oh, I'm not gonna oh. say who I thought it was. I, we'd have. Wait, to I thought you're like. I thought you were saying your Reddit name was Richard. McGonagall. Yeah, that's- <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I was like, no. that is a hundred percent what I thought too. I was like, oh, okay, I, I can find. Yeah. <laughs> You should read some of my work on Reddit. <laughs> Richard McGonagall, look it up. I, yeah, I, I do a little Reddit. I, it scares but, me. It scares yeah, me. It's so <laughs> intense. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so uh, if you right. want to find Brett on Reddit. It's not Richard McGonagall. <laughs> yeah. I thought, another, I thought it was another actor okay yeah. so um i thought that she was kind of rude yeah kind of a jerk yeah. about this yeah. whole party thing and, and even you know wedding aside like that was bad enough but you can't invite him to the party where you're engaged and not without telling him by the way she didn't he hadn't asked when she was at the wedding asked what she he hadn't asked her to marry him there was no ring there was no ring at the wedding yeah yeah okay. and then a week okay. later or whatever so like that was like her whole excuse was but when she ring. ran into the when she ran into she him could have the called park, him like wasn't at the park where she's invited him to the party right remember they were both in the park and she's like i started coming here after you showed me this place I yeah, thought she invited him the when closure. they were at the wedding. That so the park the is after the, the, park the, the party. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha you're right one of my yeah. favorite parts of the movie was when he's getting ready to go to the party and they do this whole expectations versus reality thing that's my favorite part. Oh. oh my god yeah. as a coach i was like <sighs> how many times you know how like, many times this is so what people do uh, <laughs> i'm clapping my fan oh my god i thought it was, it was so glued to real. the screen it was so it was good. very real how many times yeah. have you been to a party where you think you're gonna you know rock up and <laughs> I mean, maybe not a party. A I know my limits, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm um, just like yeah, more than it, three people. Or <laughs> I mean, that was that was perfect because again, the delusional, hopeless, romantic always has the expectation, and yeah. they never tend to be the same as the reality. And I like how they put them as expectations and not hopes aspirations expectations that wording kind of makes you think like that there is um like an obligation by the other party to act in a certain way you know expectations it's like you're owed something Mm -hmm. and he wasn't Mm -hmm. you know even though they may have had a fun night on the dance floor oh yeah oh so you're saying maybe because he wasn't owed anything that they use the word expectation rather than hope. Possibly. Okay. I mean, I don't know if they thought that far into I, it. I just, Possibly. I like how, you know, expectations just shows that that's what they are, you know, and they're not realistic expectations at that. Because um, yeah. obviously it's not, you know, it's just him projecting. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, just projecting. And how do you guys feel about him storming off the minute he saw the engagement ring? Well, yeah. I don't know if I would consider it storming off. He walked Ooh, away. What do you mean? Well, because he... He, I mean, he okay, stopped. He left. He stopped. And then when he saw the girls in the hall, he's like, after you. Oh, like, after oh, you. Right. Oh, again. Yeah. Nice guy. He definitely turned. was storming. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And they made a point of, of having him meet those girls in the, in the stairway. Yeah. Like, he's only nice if he gets his way. Is what I think they were trying mm. to point out. Ooh, I think yeah, he's about deep. to get his way. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. these are complete strangers that he's being really rude to. They're going probably even <sighs> up to their own house. One of them could oh. have been his soulmate. You don't know. <laughs> like he just didn't see them and was like, "Oh, I just knew almost immediately that she was the only one who was going to make me happy." Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> like come on. When you're dating, you got to be on. <laughs> yeah. Be like. Oh, <laughs> but instead he says, so, oh, "What after you, right?" Uh huh. He, after he was just he was very dramatic about like you know who's going, um, and then it's my understanding then they meet in the park, right? So after. he goes through his depressive mean episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh there, yeah. There's, there's a little yeah. bit more. Oh, this is where where we have he's the like buying alcohol the in the dressing room robe. So I guess we should talk about this: the scene that Tom makes at work. So first of all, he's still showing up for work. For Disheveled him. And <laughs> good for him, I suppose. He's making a proper fool of himself, though. 
sitting mm-hmm. there with a scrawl on his face, hungover. And yeah, so, you know, he's in the meeting with the, the card people. And mm-hmm. what happens? Uh, basically, he just said, like, our job is pure bullshit. Like, we, you know, we give people these words on these cards that they can't even say in real life. Um, and then he storms out. And but then he gets like this fucking really exciting motivation and he like applies to all the architecture firm and he just completely does a 180, which at that point I was like, damn, Tom, like, good for you. Yeah, you know, because he just, for someone that can't control his emotions, like who would have thought that would be the outcome? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets to the chalkboard, which he happens to have in his apartment i know (laughs) i'm like (laughs) just people's people's places that they live in movies are always just so unrealistic Um, fucking car grinder he lives in not a studio we didn't talk about the scene where he draws like she happens to have a pin and he draws the skyline on her arm yeah this is way in the beginning but what do you guys have any like thoughts on that oh symbolism i don't know (laughs) nothing like crazy out there be able to wash it off yeah nothing of value the relationship with him she can wash off her skin super easily (laughs) and for him it's as intangible as the buildings you know like that whole thing he says at the party where he's like why could i why should i make something as like throwawayable that's not the word he used, but throw awayable as buildings when I could do something like everlasting, like a card, you know? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a great cool joke, but right. yeah, so, so I don't know, but that's, it's just like, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot of value in it. I think, well, I think maybe there was something to be said about him, like being obsessed with the, the idea of being an architect being obsessed with the ideal of Summer rather than Summer herself. And just kind of, you know, I I don't like he's insecure. Like, I I think there's something like, you know, there's a reason he's not doing what he should be doing in his profession because he's not doing what he should be doing in his relationship life too. Um, I think you, I think you're pulling out a thread here. Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know if he got the architecture job. Maybe he started dating this girl, Autumn, and he would, like went and begged his position back at the card factory. You know, like we don't know what he so, ended up doing. Maybe Autumn got the job and she's chasing her dreams and being successful. But I, I like, do love you that love they, me. You know? I do love that they left it open-ended because yeah. it's like, has he learned his lesson? I was just gonna say, what do we think of the fact that right after he sees Summer, he then turns around and is now trying to woo someone out of freaking job interview? Yeah, I love that. I love it because it shows how it. it it just shows how like you know he's he's still trying to potentially attach himself to someone else to have value in his own life, and right it's just like. And that's how a hopeless romantic is, right? Like the person that you're so obsessed with one day, like all it takes is mean someone else that you become more obsessed with. Um, so I, and again, like I love how they kept it open-ended because you don't know, like he, like you could argue that he's putting himself right back in 
and you know he was so obsessed with getting this architecture job but he literally like holds the interviewer to go ask her to get coffee and it's like he so you could argue he hasn't learned anything like he's still prioritizing his relationships over things Mm -hmm. that should be important yes yeah totally totally agree like I have a note here your ex may not learn from what you think they should have from your relationship like and you know like relationships are not just this like end-all be-all like everlasting thing like they can still be part of your evolution and you each hopefully learn something from each other, whether that lesson has like sunk in yet. Um, But Mm -hmm. people are part of your evolution and that like, you know, at the park, she says like, Tom was right. You were right. Just not about me, but he wasn't right. Like, because if he was right, he wouldn't be chasing this new autumn girl like so quickly you know um like well maybe that was what he wanted to hear and that was why they showed it in the movie yeah and it's unfortunate because it's really like underscored the importance of a conversation for closure which we really try to like well that against that was um, my don't need that (laughs) is that this was some type of closure fantasy yeah so many people want after a breakup and that you don't get nor should you try to get and would never end up like this yeah not everyone's like summer come on so tom is gonna marry trevor noah's wife (laughs) and live happily ever after right yeah right (laughs) yeah i mean theoretically she seemed like she was like maybe into it um i think that (laughs) if there was a ending to how that turned out that he would have probably ended it with her as well but learned things and just like continue to learn things with their each relationship do you you think think she would i i wonder because at first he asked her she wanted to get coffee and she's like no i have plans and then she's like, fuck it, I'll get coffee with you. Like, is that a little foreshadowing into her being like indecisive and not, you know, necessarily wanting a relationship? There's something. Or is maybe it's foreshadowing of her oh, not. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> That's wow. She, um, she likes to hug the salt lamps. Um, oh, nice. Because they're warm. Yeah, so. makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I you know I I I love the ending it, because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't happy necessarily you know but there was hope it, it, yeah exactly well he's and gonna still, keep like, dating and you could argue that yeah he's evolved throughout you know the duration of the movie but we don't know how much we have no idea right yeah we have and no especially, idea especially how they like you know that it doesn't go in chronological order it just makes you question that even more like it's just hard to keep track of where his head is at what point in the relationship you know mm-hmm. completely so what do you two think the lessons are from 500 days of summer with tom and summer <laughs> well i i think the most obvious one is you know find validation within and don't expect someone else to bring value to your life yes Um, be a full human so that especially in a relationship yes yep Mm -hmm. i agree 
if one of the many parts of you um, ceases to exist, you can still function and you're still you're still a person with a lot to offer even if you don't have a relationship yeah ceases to exist (laughs) i wasn't trying to be i'm just saying you know all trace of them wiped from the universe when you define yourself by a relationship though you know you lose your job you act like a dick you break plates you're you know (laughs) eating twinkies and whiskey for breakfast (laughs) so my lesson was we've been so busy taking sides and it really comes down to the third option which is compatibility that neither one was really wrong they were just wrong for each other yeah yeah they had some fucking toxic traits but we're all toxic we all bring a little something something to our relationships that isn't exactly nice um i mean not mentioning that you have a boyfriend at a wedding that's pretty yeah, toxic okay. yeah um so yeah and like i don't know feeling like you can convince someone to be in a relationship by that just loving them more that's pretty toxic i say we're a couple <laughs> we're a couple god damn it um <laughs> Like, that's toxic. Um, Yeah, so it just comes down to, like, triggering each other. Like, sometimes you can be with someone who would be healthy for someone else who is toxic for you. I was was just talking to my friends about this the other day. And, like, you know, they're both in healthy relationships now. And I have been in one since. But we all had, like, toxic relationships, too. Mm -hmm. And I, like... I, I, you know, it's all obviously case by case, but in some ways it's like a rite of passage. Like you have to go through that bad relationship to realize what you really need and deserve. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe that's what Tom's going to get with Autumn, but who knows Maybe. what Autumn's been through. Brett, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, like, thank you guys. the last Fun. couple hours with us. This was of course. Yeah, yeah. a wonderful way to open up the summer. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next time on The X-Files. And we hope that everyone's having a great summer so far and that you enjoyed this. Let us know what you thought of our take on 500 Days of Summer. If you loved it, hated it, whatever. Hit us up in the DMs. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. Obviously, um, we're, we're, there wouldn't be these TV shows if the you yes. know, main characters broke up and then didn't yeah. stay friends. Yeah, and also, like, TV and movies are written so that we can experience things that we don't usually get to experience in real life. Kind of like voyeurism, like living vicariously through these characters. And so I think it's actually notable that 
these shows are depicting being friends with an ex because it's kind of like a unicorn situation. <laughs> um, it's a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh -huh. yeah. So, but, you know, I know that you can probably be like, oh, but my friend of a friend of a friend has stayed yeah. friends with her ex and mm -hmm. they're really happy. So sure. But we really, really, really recommend focusing on yourself returning to the question once you've had time to heal 